0: Welcome to Play, Pause, Turn. In this podcast, we discuss all things to do with TV, films, games and literature. We give our thoughts on the media we've been enjoying, old or new, and comment on anything topical. Now, the hosts today are myself, and that's John and Alex. And our usual intro question, which is related to our topic, um, we're going to be talking about uh, our first impressions of the new um, PlayStation game, which is Horizon Forbidden West um so alex your your question uh, it's quite a simple one this this time round is melee or stealth
1: oh good question <clears throat> so love to say that i was um i'd love to say I was stealth um and I've played lots of Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, so I think you know hey i've 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 had enough practice um but I'm totally melee i just I, I shoot someone and then I go, "What's that?" And then as soon as that happens, I'm like, "Oh no!" And then I just jump in and I just have to start hacking and slashing them, and I completely forget about the whole um, fact that it's a ranged weapon game, really, and you should be focusing on on uh, shooting with the arrow. But I completely forget that and I just start hacking and, and r for the for the um, what is it? The, the power, heavy the power heavy thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, the heavy uh, uh, melee heavy, attack heavy strike
0: heavy melee, yeah. and I
1: just can't help it, so. Yeah, I'm not going to win any prizes for stealth. I'm afraid.
0: It's it's an interesting game because I you mean know, I'm I'm more of a stealth fan and I've been kind of I always play my game stealthily, mm-hmm. um, and I think I can blame Metal Gear Solid on that. Really, I played a lot of MGS, um, which kind of forces you to to, to stealth. Um, right. And games like Thief. I, ha- I haven't played many of the Assassin's Creed games. Um, but I sometimes used to play the Far Cry games, uh, like you would play Assassin's Creed games, if that makes sense. Yeah. Especially in your attacking bases. I, yeah, I always take the stealth option. Um, I have this this fascination about trying to get through a level without the enemy knowing. And in fact, in some games, like uh, Dishonored, you get different endings, don't you? You get different sort of um, that's right, yeah. conclusions if you stealth fit and try not to kill everyone. <clears throat> what was I playing recently? Uh, yeah, I think I was, I've been playing... Um, think it's cyberpunk or something else which has yes yeah, cyberpunk and you, you get a choice when you stealth and try and take out an enemy you can either kill them or knock them out oh yeah and i and okay. i have this problem i always always try and knock them out rather than kill them i don't like leaving dead bodies all over the place <laughs> oh, um so now you've just but got it, but unconscious
1: in, bodies instead
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well we, we, you know so they, you know they, they get up and they and they go back to their families afterwards because henchmen always have families don't they well that's to, so to, true to go back yeah. to go. um but I, I have I have spent a lot of time in in a Horizon Forbidden West throwing stones. Um, I I don't <laughs> I don't know if I mean the AI in this is is better than the first game. Yes. Um, but I still feel um, that I have to throw a stone. I section my distance from the characters. I have to throw a stone kind of a two thirds way from me, and they sort of walk towards that stone. Uh-huh. Then I throw another stone a third away from me. And they walk to that stone, and then I throw another stone right next to wherever I'm hiding. Usually, it's in those red reeds that you can hide yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And they come to me, and then I tend to do a stealth kill, which is you know like a, a stealth strike. I think yeah. it's called. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I think you get better loot with stealth strikes as well. Um, yeah,
1: I have the thing is I I do some of that, but I just don't use the rocks. So I, I yeah. position myself. Um, in the reeds next to someone that I need to, uh, a robot I need to attack, yeah. and then I normally do a stealth kill. But the problem is because I do the stealth kill out and about, yeah. all, all of the uh, robots just kind of look around and go, "What? what what's going huh? on?" And and then and then so I, I the the AI has got better, but it's not got much better because yeah. I think I remember having like three three stalkers. I think it was. And they yeah. would come in one after the other, and I'd stealth kill them, and then the other one would go, huh, and then come in straight afterwards. Yeah. and stealth yep. kill them, and so it, it's they're not. It's not so much cleverer, but but when it goes red, and they're like, yeah, I know where you are, or that, I'm just like, oh no, there's that's no when the point melee trying, starts kicking in. Yeah, there's no point <laughs> trying to, trying to stealth now. I'm, I'm I'm found. If you use the smoke bombs, because that's that's something that helps return you to stealth.
0: Oh, I didn't know. I, mean, I have got them. I haven't used them yet.
1: Yeah, they, they, um, um, if you, if you're, if you're like surrounded by, uh, robots and you just want to, uh, sorry, machines and you want to just, um, hide, somewhere. hide, um, and move out of the way, you can just throw a smoke bomb. And then, uh, what surprised me is that for, a, for a, a couple of seconds, all of the robots are confused which means they won't they won't be able to, to pinpoint you. See so, where you go. So you can literally yeah. go wherever you like. So I literally ran up to one of them. I was like, thank you very much, and then stabbed him, and that was it. So, well, that, uh, I
0: mean, that mechanic is used a little bit in some of the underground scenes with the mushrooms as well, isn't it?
1: Yes, yes, that's right.
0: Um, so I have used those. I, so I guess that's the same mechanic. Oh, that's good to know. Mm. I've already learned something new.
1: Huh.
0: Um, I mean, I've, I've got to the point where there's quite a bewildering amount of um, tools for you to use. Yes. Um, but I... Yeah, so far, yeah. I mean, stealth for me, and, and melee for you. This game's quite good at giving you the option. We're, we're going to discuss that later on. So, yes, it's let's, lots I mean, of choices. We'll, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't really um, properly introduced what we're talking about here. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we're talking about Horizon Forbidden West, but we haven't we haven't played the entire game. We're, we're really going to give our first impressions of it. Um, I, I've played about ten hours. You've played a little bit less, haven't you? Um, yeah, pretty much. About the same position, yeah. Same we're ab- ab- about the, the same
1: position. I've just got out of the dawn and I've done a couple of missions, but nothing too major. So,
0: are you so you've you've gone through the gates, yes? Yeah, oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, well, let's not discuss what happens after the gates because I think that's quite <laughs> a nice um, mm-hmm. demarcation point if people are going to listen to this and them play it, yeah. Um, so I mean, well, the first thing that we, we you and I discussed this previously on, on our um, uh, you know, our communications. We, the first thing we asked each other is performance or resolution mode, because um, <laughs> like a lot of uh, new but current gen games, um, you know, the consoles have this option. And I do feel a little bit, not let down, but a little bit myth that you can't have them both at once. Uh, and I imagine the, the PS5 Pro and the Series XX will have them both when they up upgrade them. But this game gives you the option to play in uh, resolution mode which is 4k at 30 frames per second mm-hmm. or in performance mode which is is it 1400 so it's um, 1440p which is so yeah.
1: it, which is uh, it's called checkerboarded um yeah. so some bits of it are um, uh, dynamically added so yeah. so it's one of those things that you, you generally if you've got checkerboard, and you're looking at something that has, you know, uh, moving visuals, sometimes checkerboards can have some flickering uh, artifacts. Um, yeah. but what I've noticed is there's none of that. Like the what they've done is they've 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 done this really well. And so if you do the performance mode, which is what I, I've I've chosen, um you don't feel like you're missing things and you don't feel like the quality is dialed down very much at all which is which is for me I I think I just I like the fluidity of um 60 frames per second um so that's the kind of thing and because I was used to that when I played horizon um zero Dawn yes
0: you played it you played like the the they the, they upgraded it didn't they, for the ps4 pro yeah but, right? i
1: played it on the P- well i played it on the ps5 and uh, oh, so that yes. way you could you could have that um uh 60 fps mode
0: mm-hmm. and
1: yeah, it, honestly, it was just. I think once you're used to that fluidity, it's hard to go back a bit. But um,
0: sure, yeah, I've not tried it, out the performance road. I think I'm it depends on what you're
1: playing, I think it's yeah. one of those things that if you a good example would be to go and switch it on to performance just before you're about to do a um, you know a a field full of ro- machines and yeah and then sort of do a bit of melee, a bit of a bit of shooting, and see if if you find it more responsive or not and if you don't really notice the difference then I wouldn't worry about it um but I mean the thing is even when in performance mode the quality is astounding it's just they've they've gone to a lot of detail on on all of the textures um the world that they created it's just it's just really astounding and um I think that's what makes it a next gen game even though actually in this case it's kind of cross gen because they've they kind of scaled that down for uh PlayStation
0: 4 and P- P- PS4 yeah. Po. Well I mean from what I've seen it looks pretty good on the PS4 as well, which yes. I think is a testament to the to the developers really and how they've managed to, you know, give everyone what they want really, whatever device they have. Um yeah. yeah, I mean there was there was some uh there's been some recent grumblings this this week about the slight glitches and in uh and the glimmer you mentioned in performance mode. And if you've not seen it that's great. I think mm. I think from the sound of it, Gorilla have said look, for some of you You've had issues uh, with, you know, the, the sharpness settings and some artifacts muddying the images uh, and the shimmering, as you mentioned. But I think if you've not seen it and, and it works in 60 frames per second, that's great. I mean, I might go and have a go at that um, when I next go in as well. I would imagine later on in the game, you know, having experience in the first game, mm-hmm. when you start to approach the larger machines with more, you know, the more strategic gameplay, that yeah. probably 60 frames per second will, will give you an edge anyway. In terms of reaction speed and so on, I think it might um, help. Yeah, because yeah. I know I know that's you know sixty frames per second is really useful for twitchy games like shooter games. Um, so it'd be interesting to see that. Yeah. So okay, so we we at the moment <laughs> with both the stealth and and melee and performance and resolution we're on the opposite sides of the uh, the coin. But let's um, let's talk about uh, the settings and the gameplay because uh, I, I, much like um, the Last of Us. There's some really good accessibility settings in this game. Um, and I think it's great that these are getting better and better as every game gets made. Um, have you tweaked any of your gameplay settings just to help you out? I mean, we're speaking from the point of view of being slightly older people with less time to play the games and slower reaction speeds. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, where before they used to be just accessibility settings, they're now starting to, to help people a little bit in the game. What have you done to.
1: Gameplay. <clears throat> they are gameplay. Uh, settings really and yeah i think that's yeah that's the thing but there yes there's very much an accessibility piece around that but for us it's it just makes things certain bits of it easier um one of the things that i've changed is i've um increased the um concentration time because yeah. actually i'm i although i play this on on easy which is a bit um Bit of a no-no, really, generally. Um, but I play this. Nothing up. wrong
0: with that. I play nothing it on wrong it, with that at all.
1: I play it on easy mainly because I've spent a lot of time in um, Zero Dawn uh, getting to a point where I was really comfortable, and then I wanted to play it again in medium. And I feel like it's—I don't mind going through and doing the story once in easy, and then go, "Wow, okay, that's really cool," and then having um, the option of new game plus, where you take some of your things across. And I think that's what I'm kind of hoping that will happen in time for Forbidden West as well. Because, oh, I don't
0: doubt it. I'm sure they're going to do that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then I think, yeah. but then the thing is, I think the the challenge when you get to like you know medium or normal difficulty is is um, resources are a lot more. You know, it's more challenge getting resources, um, and your health doesn't last as long as it used to, and things like that. So, um, well,
0: I'm playing. I'm playing in normal difficulty, which is the medium and I still feel like there's loads of resources to pick up good good uh I don't think it's a massive jump from easy I, w- I wonder if perhaps the s- the scale up to the harder level is more of a like a almost like a logarithmic scale that gets much more tricky for people who want to have a more challenging experience we're, we're at the uh, start as well I
1: think I think yeah, one of the true. challenges is some people um want to just mainline the story um and, and and so if they mainline the story they'll find that the levels that they're on are probably you know, quite low comparatively. Whereas, yeah. I, I I'm not a completionist, but I do enjoy doing all of the uh, tasks and all, all of the stories and things. So the side quests. So because of that, it's kind of natural that I get more um, skill points for for that um, than than you know you would have if you'd have just skipped all of that and just followed the main story. Um, so yeah, so I do think you know probably doing it that way at least at the start is helping us out because you know it does mean we're, we're not under underpowered for the for the machines that we're coming up against or you know we're not that underpowered so it doesn't feel no, like I mean, you know it's a it's a problem which is good
0: i oh sorry my uh, my ps5 is making noise right now i i do find um that um i find it quite easy at the moment so that does match with what you said um and there is a setting in the game um i think for people who are you know if you're very very much uh a person who just wants to experience the story i think you can turn off combat completely oh um, okay and it's and it's literally you just play the game um sort of it eases the combat experience almost completely wow so it's called so i think it's the difficulty is called story mode so you've yeah. got you've got easy story normal hard and very hard and Goodness me, I think is the hype hi- No, that's that's not true. But the yeah, the story mode, I mean I would imagine um perhaps some reviewers who want to rush through the story, people who got the game ahead of time, uh, it basically eases it and you, you just focus on the exploration of the narrative, which is quite a clever idea. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I agree with I that. Know, I, can't rem- I can't remember now what what difficulty I set mine to, <laughs> so I'm gonna put it back. I think but it's um, useful,
1: isn't it? It's useful to have these yeah. tools to switch things on and off. And I think for me it's just I spend ages queuing up my shots. So doing things like extending concentration time just means I've got a little bit more time to just sort of grab that shot where I'd like it to be. Um, See,
0: now, have you, well, speaking of that, because one of the settings I've changed is the gyro setting.
1: I didn't know there was a gyro setting. What's so, gyro yeah, setting? no.
0: So so this is really cool. So I, I, I did use it a lot in Breath of the Wild. I think there was a gyro setting in Breath okay. of the Wild, wasn't there as well? Uh, and I in, in some games I know there's a gyro setting in the Switch version of Overwatch. It's really yeah. annoying and doesn't really work very well. Right. Well, it's, it, does, it works really well. It just doesn't. It doesn't suit my style of play. But um, the the gyro settings in this so you, essentially you're, when you're aiming, you can move your controller for sort of like small detail. Mm-hmm. So you, so you know you like, like you're holding the arrow. The the way they've actually coded the the gyro on this is really good. It, it's not super sensitive. Right. So actually, it's really, really useful, especially when you're in concentration mode and it slows down, just to hit those right targets on the machines. Okay. So you can actually pick pick off point. You know, pick off all the useful bits. Interesting. So yeah, I've 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 turned that on. Have you before before I talk about my tweaks? Have you changed anything else?
1: No, that's pretty much it. I do, I, it. I do get annoyed by um, having to ping the um, uh, R three to get the. Um, yeah. holds for when you want to go up rocks and stuff. Um but then the thing is has, you can set them on, but I, I just I feel like that's probably a step too far. But we'll see. Well
0: that's really interesting. So uh, yeah I've I've like you, I've slowed the weapon wheel down just so uh-huh. I've got time to choose the weapons. But actually you can use that as a sort of a cheaty mechanic too, can't you really? Um, to an extent, yeah. Yeah. I have turned on climbing annot it's called climbing annotations. That's right. To all always on. Now <clears throat> I treat this like a sci fi game. So for me, I'm seeing what Aloy sees, Aloy uh-huh, sees. Uh-huh. So I'm just treating it as if the, um, what's it called, the thing on her ear? A little um, focus. Bluetooth headset. The focus, that's it. Um, <clears throat> I'm treating it like the focus is just showing me my head up all the time and overlaying it. That's okay. how I treat it. So it kind of, for me, yeah, you're worried about immersion, but that's my immersion. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, the one thing that I quite liked in the original. Um, uh, Zero Dawn is like things like resources would always be highlighted, and yeah. I love that because it was a good reminder of you know have I got all of the, all the things from from you know when I when I've got rid of all the machines have I have I looted yeah. them all, um, and it doesn't seem like that's automatic at the moment, so you do have to do that ping each time to get that
0: so to show you what's around you. You mean yeah
1: exactly, and then I think well I think you, if you, then I might probably leave it on. I think you're right.
0: Yeah, well, see, I, I've there's two different bits to that. So the, the climbing annotations is separate to the interaction markers.
1: Oh, well, that's what they are. So
0: I've turned those on as well so that, um. I mean, they're not on all the time. You don't literally don't look around and it's like a, just a whole f- forest of um, right, little markers showing, you know, your, your, your stones or your, um, you know, your berries, the healing berries. But yeah. um, basically the interaction markers turn on automatically at the same radius as if your focus was on.
1: I see. Oh, that's a, do so. You know what? I might switch that on
0: then. Yeah. So, so I find that really, really useful because I have a horrible OCD in terms of loot, uh, looting items and games. Like when I played Last of Us, I, 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 literally, you know, you're circling the room several times to find everything. To get everything. So I quite game. like this because it means I can enjoy the story. I can keep moving around, but I'm not, um, you know, it's a bit like the old uh, point and click games where you just clicked on everything until you found it. Yeah. So I, you know, so I, I know they're there, and especially like the. Um, the little weapon the little stashes of little mm-hmm. boxes with all items mm-hmm. in them you can find <clears throat> and they they're different in this game you have like um small um box then you have like a sort of generous box don't you and they have more, more in them yeah um so I, yeah i've got that turned on i see I get a, i'm getting a bit fed up with detective modes in games which is what oh. focuses really isn't it yeah true um and the only time i really have to use that the r3 button now they'll ping is when you're, you know, you're following trail footprint foot, trails from blood and things mm-hmm. like that in mm-hmm. some of the side quests, which is, a, you know, a mechanic that came from the first game. Right. And I quite like that. That that part of the game I quite enjoy. Again, it it makes sense because it's it's her focus, isn't it? But yes. having to constantly ping, um, I don't do it way anywhere near as much. No, um, I think you're right. And that leads me to another setting which I haven't changed. Um, but in terms of accessibility, you can in the game. I'm trying to remember what it's called now. Um, turn off um your using your um like your uh what's it called? You know, when you when you squeeze the triggers.
1: Oh what the adaptive um, um, adaptive triggers.
0: So yeah, can, because it's force
1: feedback, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but for some people um who have RSI in their hands mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to find the setting now. It basically stops people from getting RSI.
1: Right, I see.
0: Um, and so you could actually have it turned off completely oh. um, so that you don't get that that, that horrible sort of feeling. And I think you can use other buttons to aim and shoot. And it's quite clever. Right. So, you you know, I get the same issues by pressing R3 a lot with my thumb. Okay. So I've kind of got rid of that, that, that concern more than anything else. Um, here we go, trigger effects. So you can choose whether to enable or disable the trigger effect function for weapons, i.e., uh, so it's not it doesn't turn off the trigger. What it turns off is, you know, the adaptive, as you mentioned, the haptic sort of squeeziness, the yeah. the, the um, resistance to your finger. That's right. So it basically turns it into the old um, DS4, the old DualShock 4. Okay. Uh, which I have been using sometimes because I sometimes play, uh, play the game Remote Play on my iPad. Oh, I see. Um, and it looks amazing on the iPad too, and it just means I can play when other people are using the, the TV in my family f- front room. Yeah, that's good. So I do get that effect when I'm playing the S4, but I, I think that's really important. That um, I, I've seen people, I've seen developers on Twitter complaining about this, how cool it is, but how annoying it is for people with RSI that they can't play some games without wearing their hands out against this trigger effect, and it's quite, it's quite evident in games. It's actually very strong in Cyberpunk. The oh, new really? update to it, the trigger effect is quite is much stronger than a lot of games I've played. Okay, and I couldn't find a way of turning that off. Mm. So I think that's really interesting. That there's actually lots of really cool tools here that can mm. improve your gameplay experience. Because it's from what I hear as well, it's quite a long game. It's much longer than the first.
1: Yeah, I, I so, think we're not going to be uh, we're not going to have much change for the next three months in yes, terms of in terms of uh, games we're going to be playing. So.
0: Um, uh, you know, you, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm not a massive um, From Software uh, fan, so I won't be playing Elden Ring. So oh, right, this is no. my going to be my game for the next few months. Quite so. Yeah. Okay. Speaking about the length of the game, how how do you feel about the story so far?
1: Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, it's we probably need to remind everyone that we've only just got to the you know we haven't got um, through the whole game, and I think I think from what I've heard. The stakes get higher and higher as you go through. So at the moment, everything seems quite achievable. Um, yeah. And and yes, Aloy's got a bit of a, a complex, uh, hero complex. Um, well,
0: but, almost reverse hero complex, isn't it?
1: Well, kind Did of. Every
0: time she gets introduced as the savior, she just she always says, uh, uh, "Just just call me Aloy." She does. Does but that make sense? The
1: thing is, it's it's weird because then as soon as you talk to her and say. Hey, let me come along. Which is the whole play of the characters with Vile yeah. and Errand, um, and then she's like, "No, no, I, only I will be able to solve the problem." And you're like, look, you've done one thing, and then you've said another." It's like, "Come on." Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but no, I, I she, uh, does,
0: she just like helping people a lot, doesn't she, she does, as well yeah. The side quest. And I like yeah. sorry, Karen.
1: I like that. So I think I think um, one of the things that'll be nice is 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 kind of seeing her make a difference across the world like she did in in uh, Zero Dawn and i think mm. i think that will be that will be nice but i think one of the challenges is that in Zero Dawn you know her importance wasn't in, unveiled you know it wasn't known at the start so although there were some things that were you know explained slightly you know she, she didn't know her about her origins and, and, no. and that whereas now she's coming in knowing all of her origins and so that's that's an interesting side of her um, i'm hoping she'll warm up slightly cuz is. sometimes she is really cold to her friends but um
0: yeah um, i mean i mean she she she's a very sympathetic character i think because she she is where where you get a lot of the uh, the osserum characters yes. or and the and the cars are being no no um one phrase that keep getting kept getting um repeated was oh, a couple of side quests They kept saying um you know, I can't remember the word exactly, but, you know, well, it's their fault. They they, they got themselves into a the situation. I'm not going to help them. Yeah. Um. Whereas she, she looks beyond that. Okay, yes, they may have been a bit of a burke climbing up that mountain and, and falling off that ledge or whatever whatever the side quest is. Yeah. But you can't leave them there to die. I, I'm going to go and help them. Um. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that side of her character that she's very much, she's very empathetic. You know, she she feels for other people Um. and she just wants to, you know, save the world she reminds me of the character from Lost, who played the doctor who just can't stop saving everyone oh right yeah um but um yeah i mean you you're you you said you just got to the forbidden west and um yes. i mean what level are you now
1: uh i'm at about level 11 i think yeah
0: same here which is interesting i think it's quite clever how they've they've um you know set the game up for as like a very clever sort of puzzle To whatever you do, you'll get out those gates at a sort of particular level. Yes, I think. I mean, some people probably could get through at a lower level if you avoid some of the side quests, but then you'll miss out on certain things.
1: Also, there'll be there'll be lots of because the thing is, you've only got to level fifty because that's the cap at the moment. Right. So um, you don't need to be at fifty, but you can kind of pretty much bet that by the time you get to the end game, from a story point of view. You're going to need to be at the 30s or 40s because, you know, that's where you were in in uh, Zero Dawn, and you were, you know, you felt a lot more competent and the balance was good. Um And obviously, there's going to be some insane things thrown at you. So, so yeah. I feel like level wise at the moment, it seems quite, you know, very liberal with the the, the, the skill points. But
0: see, th- that's kind of how I played the first game. I, I I spent. I'm sure you'll do the same. I spend a lot of time on side quest collecting the right items um leveling myself up getting all the skill trees leveled up. we'll talk about those in a second Yeah. so that when I actually went into the final battle I was I was almost unstoppable mm-hmm. uh and I think you you and I both got that the um that that final outfit with all the energy shields around that's it That's
1: it yeah the shield weaver. Uh,
0: the shield weaver that's it which is really cool. Um I haven't seen that yet in the game I, I would imagine I think there was there was some coverage about how that's now ineffective. So
1: she's kind of wearing it um yeah but it doesn't work anymore.
0: It's not turned on is it?
1: Um And we don't think it's going to work. I think there's a skill or two that will sort of use it to enhance some of your ranged um, combat. Without overpowering you. But I don't think it's going to do the same thing that it used to do, which was give you almost like a second chance because you'd you'd work through your your shield first and then it would start eating into your health. Um, So I don't think we're going to get that again.
0: I mean, I think there are going to be other... And I, again, I, I'm not going to spoil anything for, for listeners, but I think there's going to be other items or mechanics that that will act in the stead oh, of yeah. that, that shield weaver outfit. See, I've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the the, the transition from the narrative in terms of the narrative from the last story mm-hmm. to this new one. Um, it does really feel like you're just picking it up. And it's it's set six months after you've uh, defeated Hades in the first game, um, and I do think. Uh, it made me chuckle a little bit i'm sure you saw the same alex is there's mm. a, you can see it's sort of forming certain narrative arcs yeah which create you know your the new game with the new mechanics and the new sort of enemies does that make sense mm, yeah yeah you can see all oh, right so they're going to be doing this so that's going to be creating a whole new kind of challenge for me I, yeah. again i don't want to say too much without spoiling it but um it's definitely like um that that, that kind of tension between a really believable uh, world out there and you're playing a video game and you've got to do certain things. Mm. Does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Um, but I, I did genuinely, I mean, I, I've not yet found a side quest, which I didn't find entertaining in terms of the story. I, I think, you know, early days yet, and they, they might stay, start getting a bit samey, mm-hmm. but the, I thought the side quests were, were, were interesting and, and clever and a bit funny sometimes. There's a little bit of humour in them as well um and they are worth doing because you do get some um some tech you know some extra items that you you can use in battle in these side quests Uh, yeah i I wonder if people have missed out on some of these things by by not doing them there's there's basically little green um exclamation marks aren't there and a few question marks that's right yeah um and uh, you know again that kind of got to get everything done itch in my head makes me go back and do them before moving on to the main quest and i don't know how that was with you
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was a bit like that. I think I think we're yeah. quite similar in terms of our playstyle. Yeah. So yeah, but it yeah definitely th- it's it's going well so far.
0: Yeah, I mean the characters are great. It's good to see Erend and Val again and Petra as well. Um, I, love I had the a little first dabble.
1: Bit. I love the, the 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 shuttle bit at the start. Yeah. I I just as an as an introduction, I thought that was really compelling because also they 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 showed you the um, snakes. I can't remember what they're called now, but. They oh you yes, a big yeah, and because uh, they're obviously one of the big uh, machines New that you're to have to fight, and uh, yeah, so yeah, no, I was re- so I was quite impressed as how they threw you in on that. Um, I
0: mean, it was the environment was amazing when you first start, wasn't it? Yes. it? was a proper sort of jungle uh, environment over the top of existing old buildings, thousand year old buildings. I mean, they're yeah. really going. This really going for the post apocalyptic vibe here, where perhaps in the last game there was less of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a few buildings weren't there in the first game. You wandered through.
1: Oh yeah, there um, were. I think it was just. Yeah. It's just. It feels like they've. Well, I mean, they have spent the last five years doing more to it, but it yeah. it, it feels like it's really added on, and it's it's a lot richer than it used to be. Yeah. Um, and it really shows because I think in part some of Zero Dawn had really interesting concepts, but they they couldn't always show you that. Um, so I think yeah, I think I think honestly, it's story wise, I'm really. Pleased, but I'm also a bit um, nervous because I know that once I start kicking through the, the story part, I'm going to be thrown up against quite a lot. So
0: you're hit a wall in terms of level yeah. and ability, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and that, that, that's the whole point. They'll, they'll send you back away from those those challenges to go, you know, find resources and uh, level up. That's, that's part of The game mechanic. I mean, I did feel like this. The dawn. The dawn is the first area you go to, and I do feel mm-hmm. like that almost until the gates of, of the, the final. Area you go to before the Forbidden West, yeah. Uh, pretty much the whole thing is a tutorial, isn't it? Really,
1: it does feel that way, and, and yeah. I think that, but, but can not be. in a bad way. Well, some people might not like that, but I think the reality is you need that. Otherwise, you end up going into areas that you're you're just not ready for. And yeah, I, th- I think that's the problem. Is like people love open world games, but if you go the wrong way and die constantly, then they don't like it. Yeah. So this this feels like an, there's enough of a reason and enough hand holding and it was similar to what they did in the last game
0: well so. you've also got to take into account of course that um there will be a certain number of people who who are playing this game as their first horizon game
1: that's right yeah
0: uh, i actually i don't think that's that's a massive problem i don't think you it's it's a major issue if you do because it's it's it, there's not enough um weirdness and mystery Mm-hmm. From the first game to to stop you enjoying this one, I think the only thing you probably miss out on will be knowing there's there's references to um, Elizabeth isn't there, and which could be quite confusing.
1: So th- at the start, don't forget there's that yeah. refresher. So yeah, and that is. really yeah. does spell everything out on a plate for you. Yeah. Um, so I think if you've not seen the, if you've not played the original one, it's just you're going to find that a lot to take on in one go. Um, probably the best thing to do would be to. Watch some of the uh, recaps on YouTube. Um, yeah. Eurogame, I have a particularly good one, and it's still a lot to take on, but it kind of gives you a bit more richness than that sort of three and a half minute um, sequence that says, uh, you know, Aloy was this and this happened, and yeah. um, S- Silence is this and that- this happened, yeah. and and th- and and now this is what you're, you know, this here's what here's what you missed on on uh, uh, Zero Dawn.
0: Yeah, last time on Horizon. Um I yeah. I mean I think it's a real shame if you don't play the first game and if you've got a PS5 which you would have if you're thinking about getting this. I mean it's the it plays really well as you said on the PS5 the first game. Yeah, I mean uh, I, and think I think it was selling for like 15 quid or even down to 8 quid. Well it was prior the game release. Really. Yeah, I
1: mean it was the, the thing is it was on um uh plus wasn't it for a little bit of yeah. time. So some people yeah. had had it without realizing. And I think if you haven't played it and then you want to get into it I don't think it's it's a bad idea to start off with the original yeah. one. Just it's be aware that game. things are getting it will get better, but it will introduce you to to concepts, um, you know, a lot a lot softer than than you would have if you just jump straight in.
0: So let's let's talk about the leveling system because um, uh, you you know you, you've made a start on this and so have mm-hmm. I. Um, tell me tell me about the leveling system and what you have thought about it so, so far. So
1: previously there were. Um, similar skill trees but they weren't really trees it was literally just blocks and and you just worked your mm-hmm. way from top to bottom uh, uh spending skill points and occasionally they linked up but most of the time they, there was no particular link between them um so this has gone to a much more um sort of classic skill tree i guess and that normally means that it's a lot more complicated mm-hmm. but i think what they've done is they've kind of taken the concept of a skill tree, but they've also kept it relatively simple. So um, what they've done is they've used... Yes, there are multiple options that you can spend your skill points that you'll get liberally um, given to you. Um, they are
0: quite liberal, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they are. Certainly in the moment, they're very, very liberal. Mm. But then obviously the thing is, don't forget that as you get higher in level, then the number of points that you have to work towards goes higher as well. So, yeah. so it does... It does slow you down naturally as you as you progress. Um, but they've also used that as ways of unlocking Valor surges, um, which we'll talk about in a bit. But um, yeah, so yeah. I think they've they have kind of thought it through. Um, I think it's weird because some of the improvements feel like they should have been enabled by default. But I kind of I understand why you would have such a tree and, and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, there's a certain amount of uh, – uh, on the whole, I'll, I'll talk about it later on. On the whole, I think this game is a very approachable game for an mm-hmm. open-world RPG compared to yeah. some. Um, there are still some um, fiddly bits in this that I haven't quite got my head around yet, like the Valor system. Um, so I mean, I, I remember reading um, a Twitter thread from um, – so like, I think it was Mike Bithell, mm-hmm. about skill trees in games and he's he's quite astute and um traditionally skill trees in games you usually have a three tree system right um or you'll have a three class system I mean that's things like mm. you know destiny have three classes um it's 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 to do with balance in games you'd never uh, it's rare to get uh, an even tree system so even now yes it's 6 which is an even number but you've got a multiple of 3 even in this I quite like this because, you know, if you're uh, a combat like you, if you're like your, your melee and your warrior, then there's a tree for that. There's your warrior and your hunter trees. And if you're more of a stealth player like me, then you've got the infiltrator tree. Mm-hmm. But you've also got kind of – you can buff yourself up with like a survival tree as well. And there's a couple more. There's the machine master and there's the the trapper, which gets you more, you know, skins and meat and so on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there, you know, there's more to play with here. The meta game, isn't it, of unlocking all these is quite cool because there's more to play with. I imagine a real obsessive player will eventually level up all six trees and be a, you know, an unbelievable version of Aloy. Yeah, um,
1: it's funny though, because some of them um, I relate to. So I mean, warriors will melee. Um, so that one, I'm I'm putting heavy amount of points into at the moment. Yeah. Um, what, what Hunters else? range, isn't it? Yeah, so that's all the ranged, um, ranged uh, fight, yeah. which makes sense. Survivor is all about health, so again, that's that's that makes sense to me. Um, trapper, I've just got no interest in it. I I don't know why, but it's just it's just not it's just not something. I think the thing is, I I don't really find traps uh, something that so I find rewarding. So maybe that's that's something. that's a lesson that I need to spend some time on it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so there's some interesting ones and um. Uh, yeah, so I think... We've got,
0: to um, dig, we've got to dig deep, really, and we find out... I, mean, I think within within each of those meanings, I think maybe we're taking it too simplistic here, simplistically here, but maybe, maybe within some of those, they're, they're, they actually do open up skills that are quite useful, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's um, what I used to do you know, with
1: skill trees, was look for the, you know, what are the halo effects that I need from this skill tree, and then work out how I could get there. Um, and I think, I think that's what I haven't done really yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're stealthy, for instance... Uh, the infiltrator class is very useful but actually also the trapper class is very useful because you get um, you can craft your tools and your traps much faster mm. um, and you can take less damage um, from your own traps and your food that you eat becomes more you know you get more of a health boost from them as well yeah um, and, and then when you have tools for taking down some of the machines like you know the, like the classic the rope caster which was in the first mm-hmm. game, um, that you're, you know, you're much more, um, uh, you know, your, your weapon use is much better with those. You you know, you're, you can fire a rope further yeah. and it's stronger. And, it, you know, in some cases it doesn't even use up anima, ammo, which sounds really cool. Mm. So, actually, for someone who likes to spend a lot of time um, in the arenas, which they have in this game as well... Um, Trapping machines, and you know, I think probably at some point there'll be online leaderboards for those. I don't know; we haven't played that far, have we, Alex? But um, no, no, that's right. You might want them to be uh, a better, a better, you know, machine master and trapper to have those right tools. Yeah. So it, You know, it's cool. And actually, when you go through the menus, um, what I do like is that you—it's got a kind of a Destiny-style cursor in it, hasn't it? Um, yeah. With the left stick, if you move your cursor over each of the the links in the branches, or the you know the apex of each branch. It gives you like it opens up a little a floating window with a, an animation of Aloy shooting, um, you know, or, or demonstrating this skill. And I really like that. Um yeah, interestingly nice the, the, the quality of those animations, the resolution is equivalent to playing a PlayStation One game, oh, right. quality, or wow. or even higher. Wow. Um you know, just in those little windows on the screen. But um I think that's really cool because again that that's approachable. Um it's visual, isn't it, as well as the information. Um yeah but i think uh, yeah it's it's quite cool that, that you know you can you can like you say you can steer yourself to a to a particular um skill mm. crafting um you know to be honest when I've, well a lot of games i play if i hear they have crafting i i, I kind of grown a bit but I, I i quite like the crafting in this game how about you what's your, what's your feeling on this
1: um i'm warming to it i think yeah. um, upgrading your weapons sounds like a good an armor seems like a good thing to do um and it kind of adds buffs to to the, to the things that you've got which That's I think the is not nice. isn't it? the coil system well, it's not yeah not just coils but you can also uh, when you go to the crafting bench you can uh, sorry workbench you can um
0: yeah
1: just level them up essentially you've got three levels yeah. that you can go to and i quite i do quite enjoy that because i think it, it it's kind of it adds a little bit of an extra aspect and it kind of means you can keep going with the uh, armor that you like for a bit longer um,
0: you think... can place your weapons, can't you, in the wheel? So you yes. can you can put them in. I think that was the same in the first game. Like I remember, sort of juggling weapons depending on the machine I was going to face. Yeah. Because some of your you can have like a fire or a bow, can't you? You can have an acid. But uh, I mean, there's, there's, it's a bit confusing because there's there's hunters' bows, there's sharpshooters' bows, which I think is a bit like some of the Assassin's Creed games where you have you know range bow or. Or a bow that can shoot. Yeah, one of ones. them's
1: supposed to be stronger at range and one of them's yeah. supposed to be sort of more accurate. So if it's a headshot, it will be more likely a headshot. Um yeah. but I think for me it's all about the arrows that, that they're set up for. So sure, you know, yeah. if, if at the moment we ha- I haven't actually got a fire arrow, when I when I have a fire arrow, it doesn't really bother me which uh, bow it's going to be on. It's just gonna be the one that I go, right, I need fire it's arrows, do which damage. Is that? Yeah, you
0: know. so yeah, and again, that's a little sort of again. I, what I do like about this game is the strategy you have to use to take out certain characters or or machines. And when you when you scan your your machine with a focus, it gives you a little summary of what it's weak against and what it you know yeah. what weapons will work well against it and mm-hmm. uh, what parts it has on it that you might want to use. Um, I like you know I think a lot of this has carried over from the first game, and I like the fact it's more of the same. But I also like the fact that I've got a whole new bunch. Of tools to upgrade and move around with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the, the the workbench is mainly used for upgrading, though, isn't it? You can still craft on the fly out in the out in the in the world for mm-hmm. you know your, your arrows and your you know your bombs and things, your smoke bombs.
1: Yeah, and they've got that. They've got your stash as well. So yeah, that means that there's nothing to stop you from just collecting as much as you like, which is great. Uh, it,
0: that's new to this game, though, isn't it? The stash, I think. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's much better. I actually. think it,
1: it it kind of works because it just means that previously you kind of had a disincentive of of uh, doing you it. You dropped things, didn't you? What they were trying to do was to get you to upgrade your pouches to accommodate them, but but some people just didn't do that, and they were like, you know, maybe they didn't enjoy killing the animal bit uh, because most of the pouch upgrades were were animal hide that you needed. Um, but it was just it was just something that you would just struggle if you didn't have those things upgraded and you'd get to big uh machines and they would have some really impressive coils that you'd want to fit to other things but you yeah. couldn't because your um your, your um uh what was it resources i think it was called uh modifications yeah. so they were uh that 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 satchel was full and so you'd have to either get rid of them for coin
0: or Go and kill um, you know. some otters or something to make a bit a bigger satchel.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. I think it's I think it's it's a good balance. It is annoying that she keeps saying it.
0: Yeah, like yeah I, I think I, you can turn that off though in the accessibility settings. I oh, think. That would be awesome. Somewhere. Cause... It is. She says it all the time. I'm just gonna I can put these in my stash later on. Um one, th- I mean, one tip I've heard from people playing this is, you know, when you're about to go out on a big mission, go to your stash and just, f- you can press the square button; and it just fills everything with a space. Yes. Um, but also, I noticed when I went to my stash uh, in the, the the town or the city just before you go to Forbidden mm-hmm. West, is I noticed our, that our deluxe version outfits were in there.
1: Yes, in that's right.
0: And I've upgraded a couple um, of those. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, you know, I kind of wish I'd known that sooner. I don't think they appeared straight away in the game, though, did they?
1: No, I think you had to get to... Um, you had to
0: get to a certain level or a certain point yeah, in the game. Yeah, something, um, yeah. Yes, so, so I've tried a few of those out, and they look really cool, and they have, their, again, their own attributes, because mm. each, obviously each outfit has a sort of style of play, is not it? Or, it? or it benefits a style of play. Yeah, that's um, right. So that's cool. I like the stash. Again, it takes a bit of the stress away from the game that you were just talking about. Yeah. Um, also, as of the last game, and I think it was a feature that I'm really glad they brought over, is the resource tracking feature, where if you want to build something specific, you can track it as a job, and it will mark on the map where you have to go to find those resources. And I think that's really clever. Yeah, and that, I wonder if, that's good. I wonder if that was built with the PlayStation Activity Cards in mind. <laughs> I never use them. Do you ever use those? No, I don't. I think perhaps... I mean, I think I used them a little bit when I played the uh, the Mar- Mar- Miles Morales play, uh, Spider-Man game towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a platinum hunter, they're quite useful. And I think um, when I played the first game on the PS4 Pro, I didn't we didn't have activity cards. Right. But if I do decide to platinum this, I think they might be quite useful. But it is really interesting because that tracking feature really seems to be, you know, like it was almost built in mind of those activity cards. Mm. The technology is very similar, isn't it? Mm. Um, so... Uh, one thing I haven't mentioned in our script here, we have our you know our notes in front of us, Alex, is I haven't mentioned machine strike. Have you had a go at machine strike yet? No, I've not had a go. So it's kind of a cynical copy of Gwent from The Witcher. Oh, I see. So right. or the Sabak games in the um, uh-huh. uh the Old Republic games, in that you've got within within the uh, the game world there are several uh, in in the towns and outposts. There's someone who will play machine strike, and the, and the board looks a bit like a chess board, but it's it's more three D. Right, it's not 3D chess. That's Star mm-hmm. Trek. Um, and you sit down in the in the, the first village you meet, and you can sit down and get a tutorial to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has like chess pieces, but they're all machines. So all the pieces you you, you play with are machines. Right. It's almost like a 3D card game, like Hearthstone, almost, where each oh, mach- yeah. each piece has its own health and and and, and, and attacking values. And so you you know you you meet this this lady who should play, plays plays a game with you and she gives you a couple of, couple of pieces to play with to, to mm. teach you how to play it. And it's like sort of Hearthstone cross with chess in 3D. Right. Um, and I think as part of the deluxe pack, we've got quite a good uh, Machine Strike piece already in our okay. um, stash, Alex. Um, I would imagine there are some benefits to playing it, like you'll get certain perks or certain rewards. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about these games, in the you know these sort of games within games. I sometimes feel like I'm a bit impatient, like, you know, should we get on with saving the world, not playing chess? Um, I don't know how you feel about them, but if you get a go at playing it, have a look, it's quite interesting. The, again, the, the quality of the graphics in the, in the game, yeah. you're overlooking it, it's just stunning. Even that detail is amazing. Yes. Um, so that's, I thought that was quite quirky. And, you know, just like uh, Gwent in The Witcher, um, those pieces you can collect around the world... To help you play the game and level up, yeah, mm-hmm. that's another mechanic that some people must like. I don't know, Are you, is that does that interest you?
1: Yeah, I think I think it will. Like, there may be times when I don't want to constantly battle machines, and I, but I still want to do something, so I can imagine myself using it then. But other than that, I'm if I wanted a you know if I wanted a strategy game, I would have bought a strategy game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a bit like. Um, I think it's the, the the only similar trope I can think of is, is all these JRPGs that have fishing in them. You know, sort of a way of relaxing in the game. Yeah, um, yeah, that's um, right. You know. Okay, so um, photo mode is in this game. And, and again, with the deluxe version or the pre-order version, you get a few extra... Um, you get, like, an extra pose and an extra face paint. Okay. But have you, have you used it much? No, I've not used it yet. It, it, it's one of those things that it, it
1: sounds like a really nice idea, but... Um, it's just something that I haven't really had time for.
0: It's it's the thing is the game is just so amazing to look at yeah. um, that, uh, and, I, and I in the past, I mean, when I played um, Uncharted Four, I took a lot of screenshots because the the photo mode and that was really good. In fact, oh, I right. turned all those screenshots into a book. I, you oh, know, you nice. can send up the pictures and like a photo album book, um, and it's quite nice to go back and look at it actually. Yeah. So I'm I'm tempted to do that with this because it looks. You know, we 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 we've, we've kind of glossed over it, but it does look. This game is one of the best games I've ever seen in terms of looks.
1: I think it's just the level of detail is, is It's really just impressive. stunning. Yeah. So no, I and, think and, it's worth worth having a play with certainly.
0: Yeah. I mean, you you're you're more interested in um, the the battles and sort of uh, killing the yeah, machines. Yeah, the story and like is, the is 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 yeah. the
1: main the main thing for me at the moment, but that that will change in time. So.
0: I mean I I have dabbled with it. I've I've right at the beginning of the game in the tutorial, literally the first 3 minutes, I looked down at the grass um mm-hmm. because it's just the detail of the grass under your feet at the beginning of the game was amazing. And so I, I went into the photo mode so I thought I you know I'll zoom in and look at it. And there's there's actually um when you go into photo mode, there's under the the camera settings, right. you've got like um you know your focal length and all the rest, but you've also got like um how do I describe it? Um, like a sort of a oh yes, it's it's called um, uh, the different types of lens presets. Uh-huh. so you've got your twelve millimeter lens, your forty millimeter lens, oh, and even gosh. an oh, one hundred eighty millimeter lens. Now that uh, the eight hundred the one hundred eighty millimeter lens, which is like an f one point nine stop, mm-hmm. is I, I, you could actually zoom in on the grass wow. and look at it like you're looking under a microscope. And there's like an autofocus. It's a bit it's a bit quirky autofocus. A lot a lot of it misses. Um, focusing. There's no manual focus, but right. if you get lucky, and I've just done it now in the game. So I've just looked at the, the road under my feet, and I've, I've zoomed in on some leaves with on, on a rock, mm-hmm. and I'm right in on this rock on like a macro shot, and there's just like you know specks of flint in the rock, and the I, I don't know how they've done it. I mean, the detail to the nth degree is stunning, and the grass when you zoom in right in, yeah. each individual blade of grass has its own striations right. And I don't know if they're using some sort of um, meta sort of graphics generation, where as you zoom in, it generates a new. Some you know, of it's you know you, you,
1: procedural oh, generated.
0: Yeah, it's it's stunning. Um yeah. But uh, even in the cutscenes, which obviously the cutscenes, whatever whatever performance or resolution mode you go, they are all displayed in in four K. Yeah. Because it takes a lot less grunt to to play a cutscene, uh, and and the characters, the detail on their clothes. Like there's um, a scene near the end of this first level with with um, uh, like a military leader and he's got like these purple bows on his waist, mm. um, you know the subordinate to the main guy, the black guy. Yeah. And he, his his outfit looks. <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm struggling to see how they've created that. It, it's so <laughs> in the sense that the the detail and the folds of the cloth. There's no polygonal uh, jagging at all. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. And I think. You know, as the game plays is played by a lot of people, we're gonna see a lot of photographs come out and PlayStation do their, their cool thing, their, their photograph of the week. Mm-hmm. Um I think there's gonna be some amazing shots here um uh, from people. Um yeah. yeah, have a go at it later on. Um the the, the different regions you go to in this game are gonna have different sort of style of photographs. So I, I hope to just basically chart my progress through the game with photographs and catch a few nice shots I can I can save and look at later on. That
1: sounds good. You should put it on your Twitter
0: yeah maybe i'll do that that's a good idea um okay so we're both about 10 hours in how do you feel Mm -hmm. so far
1: yeah no i really enjoy it um it's not it's not been ideal because i've had a health issue so i've not been able to play as much as i'd like over the weekend and um although the irony is now i'm uh, i'm at home not working from home what else would you do apart from try and play a game when you're not sleeping yeah so so um yeah so i am i'm catching up now um but yeah, no, I'm really, really enjoying it so far. And I think there's there's going to be a lot in this game to like. Um, and I think probably we don't need to like all of it. So I think no. it's okay if, if there's bits that we're like, now nah, we, that bit's not for me because it's so uh, broad. There's so much. So that, much then you know. could literally say, okay, I just won't do that bit. And you'll still be able to get all the way through the game and you'll still be able to have a great time. You'll still be able to level up. You know, because there'll be other things that you do like doing that they've covered as well. So, yeah, I think they've done really well. So I'm looking forward to my playtime on that.
0: I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm really, really loving it, and <clears throat> I, I really, really like the story of the first game. I thought it was, you know, I mean, it, it ticks all my sci-fi boxes. Um, yeah. But I like the fact that, that um, we're going to get hopefully get closure with the main prot- uh, antagonist in this story, yes. uh, which was kind of hinted at at the end of the last game. Um I'd hope <clears> so. Yeah, I mean we said it looks amazing, it plays really well, very smooth to play. The characters I think are very well written. I do like Errand. Oh. Um you know, H Horizon Dawn was one of my all time favourites and I did platinum it. Um oh, great. And as you say, I'm I'm hoping I don't get too fed up with all the extra content. But as you say as well, you can just skip past that. You're right. I mean you can literally just play the, the main story uh, and enjoy the narrative. Um Yes, I I think uh, we're going to have a good time with this, Alex. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. I think the thing and is, maybe,
0: it, oh, gone. Sorry, Carol.
1: I think the thing is, one of the things that's funny is obviously um, Zero Dawn had the LC, and they unlocked a whole whole area of the map. Was that the frozen um,
0: the frozen wilds?
1: Yeah, it? that's right, the frozen wilds. And yeah. the thing is, I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, I wonder what the DLC will be." But to be honest, it's so vast and so big. Yeah, I don't think we need it. It's not like we're short on content. There's so much to do. So
0: um, there will be, though. There will be DLC for this. Will there? I think there will. I mean, um, it's not a live service game as such. No, but I think, I think, I think, um, Guerrilla will want, or or maybe um, Sony will want you know extra content in it to to to, pro, to prolong the lifetime of one of their flagship games um yes. especially as they haven't really as of yet got uh, a, a, you know a comprehensive subscription service for games so mm-hmm. i think there will be dlc but i think it might be um more online and multiplayer style dlc if that makes sense right
1: i think well i think um, you can play one of the differences is is they're in zero dawn when you completed the game, that was it. You you completed the game. Yeah. There was no, you couldn't go back around and just mop things up if you hadn't finished it. Um, I'm not sure because I haven't got that far yet, but I believe while there are moments where it says level up, I think you're you're taken out it back into the world so you can like continue.
0: En- like end game content, you mean?
1: Yeah. So I think there is yeah. some. I just don't think it's massive, but but I think even so, it might be that then you're like great, now I'm going to concentrate on levelling up in the arena or, yeah. you know, doing some of those online challenges, for example. But, or, or
0: you know, else. beating your mates online. If you if yeah. have like a sort of a, a Hunter's Arena leaderboard, like I that mentioned would be earlier good. on, that would be cool. And I think, you know, there's there's always the, or, or the, other, or the option of new outfits. I'm not sure how that will work with this, really. It's not quite the same, is it? No. Because it's not like an online shooter where everyone's running around and showing off their outfits or, like, you know... Um, fortnight um, and they're really
1: well thought through um anyway so it's it's not like it would be like oh i must have that thing it'll, yeah. it'll be it'll be more oh that looks cool but yeah you know how does it how does it improve my game
0: yeah so awesome well i think we you know uh, if you're thinking of buying this game for both for both of us we're really enjoying it uh, and very very happy with what we've got um if you can get hold of a PS five obviously, then this is I think this is a must have game if you're if this is yeah. you know, if you're into your open world or RPGs. Yeah. And even if um, you've
1: got a PS four or a PS four pro, yeah, you know, I don't think you should wait. You can always play this again when you get PS five when when that eventually happens. Um but I don't think you should wait. I think you you can still play it and enjoy
0: it. Well you get the free upgrade don't, upgrade, don't you? That's right. PS4, yeah. Anyway. That's yeah, let's just very, very briefly before we finish off, Alex, let's just talk about the um we, the version we bought. We both bought the deluxe version, didn't we? Yes. The digital yes. deluxe version. Um, did you buy yours digitally or did you buy it on disc?
1: I did it digitally.
0: Digitally, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's probably rinsed half of your um, hard drive by now as well, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: it's a good job I don't have loads of other games on it. I've got Batman, yeah, um, and Spider-Man. That's, those are the big ones. That's about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, you know, I see, I'm, I'm a big Horizon uh, fan and I have been buying... The bridging comics oh, right. that have been um, between the last game and now, mm-hmm. and they're quite interesting. they they there. A lot of them deal with the story of Eren's uh, sister, which you, you, which he mentions in this game. Yes, and her and how what, what happened to her. And they're really good. And actually, with the deluxe version, the comics you get with it are all those comics that I've already ah, read.
1: Sweet, I've not read them yet, so I'm going to do. So they were, you know,
0: the art styles interesting at times and at times a bit weird, but it's they're, they're interesting stories. I think they're probably. Work better, played, you uh, know, sort of read in a trade volume, you know, all back to back rather than you know, see, yeah. a week on week, because the stories, you know, there's a lot of characters that you don't that aren't from the game that you have to kind of keep track of, so that's good and uh, you know that's great for you, but I've already got all those comics and they're mm-hmm. the ones that came with the deluxe content, the uh, the soundtrack's in there as well if you bought the um, deluxe version, yeah. And the funny thing it's is, very nice.
1: I like this, uh, I like the soundtrack, but it, I don't yeah. want to sit and listen to it on my PlayStation.
0: That's exactly it. Now, when I bought pre pre you know pre-orders before, especially on the PlayStation Four, they've let you download the soundtrack you've had, okay, as MP3 files, and and take them off on a memory stick. And I've done right. that. Um, and then I can just put that those those MP3 files into my iTunes, and it goes to the cloud, and I can just listen to it everywhere. You know, yeah. on, my, on my on my iPhone. You can't do that with these ones.
1: No, I'm still waiting um, for got, them to release it because it's not, it's yeah. not in It'll, streaming stores either. No, That's it won't the, be.
0: They, they never do that with game soundtracks. They always give it a few weeks. Yeah. Um, but I am a bit—I find it a bit frustrating because obviously I've, I, you know, I'm sure you have as well. I've spent quite a lot of money on a nice sound system in my home. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I need to upgrade so that I can connect my TV to it as well that way via, via the PlayStation. But I can't really listen to it um, through my normal speakers. Uh, And so it's a bit tinny, really. Yeah. Um, I generally play a lot of games on my headphones because I've got the the new Pulse 3D headphones, which Mm -hmm. sound really good with these games. Oh, cool. So it's a bit annoying, that. Uh, So I do feel like maybe I should have gone for just the standard version.
1: Uh, Yeah. So if you
0: are thinking of buying... You can't buy this version now, can you? Was it just just a pre-order version? Um, I think you can still buy it, but you
1: don't get the um, uh, armor perk you don't. I don't think you get the piece. I, th- I right. can't remember okay. what what was the. There were a couple of pre-order elements. Yeah, I mean,
0: but... it's, to get you, it's to get you to pre-order rather than buy it yeah, later on, isn't it? That's the that's whole right. point of it. But I do feel. I mean, again, people who are thinking of buying this, um, get the PS4 version because the upgrade's free. You'll pay ten pounds less for that. And there's been a lot of um, coverage about that as well. Seventy percent right, yeah. of people didn't realise that existed and bought the £70 version of the game rather than the £60 version of the game with a free upgrade. Yeah. Um, and I think um, that's a bit annoying, really, and a bit of a shame because I think mm. Guerrilla have been a very good studio up to now. Um, I think
1: it's more that they're, they're they're limited by studios so, – sorry, by yeah. Sony's uh, policy. Yeah. And Sony's policy on PS5 and cross-gen is a bit of a mess. Um, it is, yeah. And I think, I think you know, I I understand why because they're like, hey – you know when you have the ps5 you get all this extra other stuff and it's like yes i know that but it's the same game and i well, think I mean, that's the bit that we we can't yeah of, i mean
0: there must be some work done on optimization and making it better and improving yeah, texture yeah. and so on but it's so there's it's work like, involved in that
1: it's like saying you know you could arguably charge them more if they're on a playstation 4 and say yeah. sorry because you're because we're aiming for for the next gen now so we've had to spend loads sure. of time no no one would do that obviously but um but i just think it's it's just not very consumer friendly i think the, it's the, different the problem is if it's yeah. a, a playstation 5 only game then charge yeah. whatever you like because that's yeah. the rule you know you get to set the price thing
0: the the the, diff- the challenge that sony has is that they don't have this amazing system where whatever game you, game you play old or new it gets scaled up like xbox has no that's right and so each game individually has its own criteria for making it better, which is why the prices are all over the place. Yeah. And that is not, the as you say, not the developer's fault. It's Sony not setting a standard, sadly. Um, yes. Quite often the upgrades are very... I mean, like I, I, I haven't yet played the uh, PS5 version, but I upgraded my Death Stranding copy. Um, mm-hmm. and it was only a £5 upgrade, which is well, that's actually right. not too bad. And then £10, it galls. And I think if... if um, you know, if they hadn't had this this workaround, I think there'd be less of an issue. But obviously, it is a bit yeah. of an issue. Yeah. Um, but I think that's only a minor minor complaint, really. Yeah, agreed. Let's do some housekeeping, Alex. Um, your Twitter handle, if people want to follow your, um, you know, extremely thoughtful and informative uh, comments <laughs> on Twitter, uh, uh, is
1: so you'll find me uh, at Alex Hansford on Twitter,
0: and I'm I'm at John P R Evans, and then obviously our our Twitter handle for our show at PlayPauseTurn Turn is available as well. Um, and you can find the uh, all the streamed versions of the shows are at show on the internet. This has been turn and thank you for listening. It, it.